Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Monday Bible study. Uh, this is our third week. Uh, we started this to facilitate those that are unable to go to midweek service. And for those that may just have a general desire to know more about the Word of God, more about living for God and growing in your faith. So welcome. Tonight, I am going to explore the idea of how to understand your Bible. You know, uh, all of us uh, have a different backstory. We have different histories. We have different backgrounds. And uh, some of us, myself included, I was raised uh, on a church pew. I was raised going to Sunday school. I uh, even had a Bible quizzing as a kid, memorizing scripture. And uh, But that is no guarantee uh, whether uh, I would live for God, because no doubt there are many people today that were raised in church and surrounded by all of these things. But, you know, for whatever reason, they drift away. And maybe you're like that. You're raised in church, been away for a long time. And uh, but you have reached a point in your life. I want to know more. I want to grow in the Lord. I want to I want to find his favor in my life. I want to get right with God. You know, we all have different situations that would bring us to this point in our journey, in our life. And so uh, I welcome. Uh, it's Christmas. Uh, I love the holiday season. Uh, for me, it really is about Jesus. Uh, it really is about the wonderful blessing of light and life, salvation and peace that Jesus brought to us. And we find the beginning miracle of the incarnation Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Uh, what a wonderful thing is that this happened for us, for me and you, for us, we, for all people. Uh, John chapter 3 says, uh, For God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And what a wonderful salvation he has given us. And so uh, tonight we are going to talk about how to understand the Bible. My intent is the first Monday of January. We will begin a, an overview of the Bible, uh, understanding the Bible, an overview, maybe over 12 weeks, going from Genesis to the book of Revelation, and help those that uh, may be new to the Bible, and also as a refresher for those that... Uh, I've been around the Bible, but, you know, there'll be something come out, no doubt, uh, through this study that will be a blessing to you because there's something about the Bible. And I mentioned this later in this Bible study. It's alive. It's quick. It's powerful. And uh, there is a spiritual dynamic in the word of God. If you will open the word of God prayerfully, I believe there is something special about a physical Bible. I personally read my Bible on my phone a lot. I listen to my Bible uh, on my phone a lot, but there is an irreplaceable value and virtue in having your own personal Bible that you read in, you, you walk with, you take to church, have it in your vehicle, take it when you go eat somewhere, you have it. Uh, it's a witness to others, and uh, it's also uh, it's, it's a spiritual thing. Open it up and read it. It's alive. It will speak to you. I don't know how many times I have just opened the Bible and where it fell was just 
like the voice of the Lord speaking to me. And that wouldn't happen if I didn't have my Bible, if I didn't carry it with me, if I didn't take time to read it. So I encourage you, if you haven't, if you've lost your uh, love, if maybe you haven't ever really understood the Bible because it seemed to be just uh, unattainable, it just seemed to be so far, how am I going to be able to understand the Bible? So hopefully after this Bible study tonight, uh, you will be more comfortable studying the Bible. So, you know, here, here's a question for you. How do you eat an elephant? If you were prone to be very hungry and uh, elephants were on the menu, how would you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> None of us have a mouth big enough. We've known people, we thought they had a big mouth, but no one's mouth is big enough to eat an elephant. Uh, you you have to cut it up and chew it up and swallow it one bite at a time. And if uh, a butcher processes it and you put it in your freezer and you over a period of time with the help of friends and family and some good, strong jaw muscles, uh, you over time could eat an elephant, but only one bite at a time. Okay, so how can you read the whole Bible? One verse at a time, one word at a time. And uh, if you look at it as something to be accomplished, you don't build a, a house in a day. You don't uh, you don't save a million dollars in a day. It's a it's a it's a it's the it's the law of accumulation. Bit by bit, in time, becomes something. I remember one time I was uh, uh, I had went to Atlanta, and I was preaching for a pastor. And while I was there, I had a vision, and in the vision, I saw him. Uh, on his knees, and he had a, a pile of bricks behind him, and he was building a brick wall, and he was laying brick by brick by brick by brick, and I felt the Lord just prompted me to encourage this man. You're building a wall, and it's going to get done because your faithfulness and commitment not to stop because it seems the task is so great, and that's true for our walk with God day by day, step by step, the just shall live by faith. You know, faith is a powerful thing. And when it comes to our relationship with the word of God, our, our devotion to Jesus Christ will be represented in how we, we, we love the word of God and we seek to know the word of God because John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the same was in the beginning with God. Jesus said, he that believeth on me as the scripture says, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And how we bring the word of God and we uh, include that and integrate the word of God into our life, no doubt it is partly ministry, partly church, but a, a significant part, if you're going to really be all God wants you to be, you're going to have to develop a relationship, daily consumption, reading, feeding, watering through the word of God. It, it will help you be a more productive and more uh, at peace and understanding believer concerning everything you face. Because the word of God is wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding is wrapped up in the words and the pages of the Bible and uh, encourage you to 
Take the time, read it day by day, and in time, I believe it takes 42 hours to read the whole Bible. 42 hours. If you wanted to, uh, you, 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 could, uh, you could read the whole Bible in a month at about an hour and a half, two hours a day. Or you can read the, the whole Bible in a year if you read it. I think it's 20 minutes a day you can read the whole Bible. But at the end of the day, just a regular feeding and, and reading of the Word of God will help you understand the Bible. One day, one verse, one chapter, one line at a time. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It goes on to say that we're all revealed. We're all naked before him in whom we have to do. The word of God is a, is a revealer. And uh, this is true when we read it on our own. And it's even more multiplied true when the word of God is preached by uh, a person that is a person of prayer, a person that teaches the word of God. And we open our heart and allow the word of God to, to come into our life. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I truly believe as the Bible says, uh, uh, without a preacher, no one will believe. No one can be saved. God chose through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You need the preached, the taught, the, the communicated word of God brought into your life through your ears from other people. But in the same way, you need to open your eyes and let the word of God be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path because the word of God is a life. There's life in the word. There's light in the word. And so I think it's important to that. There's a very interesting story in the Bible. Uh, it doesn't give us the name of the person, but tells us about this person. The Bible says there was an Ethiopian eunuch. He was uh a servant to uh, the royalty of Ethiopia. And he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way back, uh, he is reading uh, the word of God, probably similar to this picture, uh, as his chariot is going through the wilderness. And miraculously, Philip is there in the wilderness and he sees this man and he's prompted and he runs he finds himself running next to the chariot and he, 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 he engages the Ethiopian and he asks him, do you understand what you're reading? And uh, the scripture here, uh, and Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the, the prophet Isaiah and said, understandest thou what thou readest? And he, the Ethiopian eunuch said, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and a lamb dumb before his shears. And he goes through and the eunuch answered Philip said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at that same scripture and preached to him Jesus. <laughs> I mean, the, the word of God brought Philip to explain that scripture. And at the conclusion of Philip preaching to him Jesus from this Old Testament prophecy. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth 
hinder me to be baptized. <laughs> Amen. Hungry people, when they see and hear the word of God preached, something inside of them will say, hey, what do I need to do to do what you touched, told me I need to do? We know Philip. He talked to him about baptism because in Acts chapter 8, if you have your Bible, I encourage you, go look, Acts chapter 8. Everybody in Samaria heard the word, received the word, great joy. They were all baptized in the water in the name of the Lord Jesus. It was miraculous, and Philip preached it, and people obeyed what Philip preached. And uh, no doubt he preached the same thing, and the eunuch was baptized Uh but the key here is that, that sometimes you're going to read things in the scripture you don't know the answer to. The Lord has a solution. Uh, and the solution is found in uh, the miracle of ministry. God has put people, prepared people, equipped people, called people, and he will place them in your life to teach you the word of God. Could be, just could be. You've been searching and seeking to know more about the word of God. And here you are watching this video and the Lord can use modern technology to spark something in your heart and begin a journey for you where you begin to read your Bible, as it were, to eat the elephant one bite at a time, to read the Bible one day at a time. And uh, God puts in our life people, brings people across our path to help us to grow in our faith. And one of the best ways to grow in our faith is to read, to meditate, to have the word of God taught to us and preached to us, just like the Ethiopian eunuch. And here's the scripture. Uh, the scripture says that when Christ ascended, that he gave gifts to men. And what were the gifts? These are the gifts. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, I don't say this as my individual person, but in the, the role that I play in my local church and the role that I may uh, uh, play in other people's lives, uh, God has called me as a pastor and a teacher. And uh, God put those kinds of uh, ministries in the church for this reason, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, uh, you're going to get out of things what you put into them. Uh, if if you invest yourself in the word of God, the word of God is going to give you something back. And in the same way, if you invest your love, your, your faithfulness, if you invest your uh, prayer into the church, uh, into those that lead the church, you're going to get more out of it. If you are a, a participator and a supporter and a faithful part of the body, you're going to be blessed by that. Yes. And uh, ultimately, the ministry of God's kingdom is this plan is for you to do your job. My job is to help you be prepared, to help you have the information, to help you have the faith to help you have the wisdom. The job of the ministry is to equip you so that you can do your ministry. Every member, a minister. All of us, all of us have a ministry. And, and we, if we just wait for somebody else to do what needs to be done, we are cheating ourselves 
and ultimately cheating others if we don't pray for and pursue that God would use us and help us to know our individual ministry. And one way that we do that uh, is to equip ourselves. The Word of God, the Bible, the Scriptures, the apostles and the prophets, these words that were divinely inspired by the Word of God, through the providence and wisdom of God, these books have been preserved, uh, the earliest books, for thousands of years. And even the newest books, 2,000 years, have been preserved to this day. They've been meticulously uh, translated from the original language to languages that are common to us. Uh, Whatever language there is, the Bible's been translated in almost every uh, a common language in the world. And uh, it's, it's, it's such a blessing. Thank God for the word of God. And I encourage you to recognize that is a gift. And in those pages, there are miracles. There is faith. There is understanding. But uh, uh, it comes to us. No doubt we get it through teaching. We get it through preaching. But some of the greatest things you will ever Understand the word of God are those things that when you're reading it and you see it, you're like, oh, oh that, that reminds me of this scripture. In your, in your memory, the more scriptures you read, the more you study it, the more uh, connections in your mind, and it just, it just grows. It grows your appreciation, your, your love for the word of God. If you'll study to show yourself approved in the God, a workman, that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, You know, and the division, there's so many, you know, Genesis to Revelation, it covers a a period of thousands of years. Some of it's historical. No doubt it's inspired, but it's telling you the story. You know, Adam and Eve, it's telling you the story of of Enoch and Noah, telling you the story of David and Goliath, uh, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and Esther and uh, all, all the Old Testament, it's historical, but it's there as a pattern of people that overcome their situations. And when you read that and you learn that and you study it, there's going to be stuff that just, it just shimmers off the page. It just crawls up inside your soul and, and there will be great faith that is generated. We hear it when we, we, when we hear someone preach, we hear it, we gain it when someone teaches uh, but the value, I really believe one of the greatest blessings of going to church and hearing someone preach and hearing someone teach is that that what happens is the voice of the pastor, the voice of the evangelist confirms what you just read this week, what you talked about this week. And so the preaching of the word of God provides God's amen to what the voice of the Lord has been saying to you through that week, through conversations and through your own personal study. This just happened about two weeks ago. I, I was preaching at our church, Spring Ridge, and I preached something that, that is very common. It's a common message. I, and I, when I, the Lord uh, prompted me to preach it, I thought, well, we're going to have some guests here Sunday. It was, uh, you must be born again. I must be born again. That was the message. I must be born again. John chapter three, and I, I preached John three, three through five, five through eight, all the way through uh, 17, 18, 19. I, I preached almost the whole chapter of John chapter three. 
And I got there and there were no guests. Everyone there knew that what I was going to preach. They'd heard it dozens of times. But I felt it, I, you know, and as I preached, I felt the, 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 the fulfillment, the, the edification of that, 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 that communication you feel in the spirit when you're, when you're preaching and ministering to people of faith. I felt it. And after service, I had three different people come up to me and say, we were just talking about this, that this week. I just was reading about that this morning. And I heard three different people say to me, that's, and I knew, hey, the Lord wanted to confirm to them what they were reading, what they were talking about to let them know, hey, this is what I'm saying to you. Uh, either to appreciate that they've been born again or to motivate them to help others see their need to be born again. You must be born again. And so knowing the word of God will help you beware when you hear something that's not in the word of God, because there's a lot of false prophets, there's false teachers, there's false Christ, uh, there's all kinds of just deception that's wrapped up in Christianity. There's all kinds of uh, false teaching. The, 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 the most powerful tool the devil has isn't a demon with, with the red pointy horns. This most powerful uh, uh, tool, weapon in the arsenal of the devil is a preacher that's preaching false doctrine, that's preaching things that aren't in the word of God. And, and uh, if you don't know what the real is, if you haven't read the Bible, you won't know the truth when you hear it. You won't know a lie when you hear it. And so we need to study for ourselves so that we know what is profane, what is vain, and what is uh, just not of God. Got to beware. You know, how do you spot a, a fake $100 bill? Uh, you know, they have markers that you can mark a $100 bill. And, and it, it turns a different color if it's fake. It stays a different color if it's real. You, you've seen it. But they've asked uh, bank tellers, you know, how do you know when you get a hold of a fake $100 bill? And they say, we've used so many. We, we've handled the real so much that we know the difference of the feel of the fake. And that is one of the greatest ways you can arm yourself not to be deceived, not to... Uh, uh, give give uh, heed to to things that are uh, deception is you handle the real and no doubt the real is in preaching and teaching but one way you got to stay in the word of God I've I've been preaching I've been pastoring uh, coming up on uh, I believe 25 years uh, I don't know if I can do the math right now but not long for 25 years I think this year will be 25 years I've been pastoring and been in the ministry for uh, 30, 32, 33 years. And, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen a few things. <laughs> and uh, you, you got to, you, the best thing you can do, I've, I've preached, I said, if I preach something that's not in the word of God, <laughs> you need to ask me, you need to say, where is that in the Bible? And, and I try to be sure that if I preach something, that this is the truth, this is what you need to do. I need to have, I need to have chapter verse why I believe that. I need to have uh, either a biblical declaration or a biblical principle for anything that I would advocate or uh, uh, preach against, if you will. You need to have a reason. And the reason should be backed up in the word of God, not just simply based on what I feel or what my granny told me or my uncle told me or, or the Pope says. I, I need to have, I need to be able to turn in the Bible and say, this 
is why I believe this. This is why this other thing is wrong. This is why. And uh, the only way you can do that is you've got to, you got to know what the, the difference in the fake and the real. And one of the best ways to know is, is that in the Bible? And if it's in the Bible, praise God. Is it, is it in context? Is it with, is it true within the context of the scripture? And is it true in the context of the Bible? And so, uh, you know, people could take one scripture and lift it up and isolate it. And they almost make a doctrine out of anything. Uh, but truth, it, 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 it's in the book as a whole is true. And every verse connects to other verses. And there is a harmony and a, a contextualization of all of it. You know, John 3.16 is no doubt one of the most favorite verses in the world. I love it. It's a favorite verse of mine. But it's not the only verse in John chapter 3. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, that's true. Whosoever believeth in him. But in the same chapter, Jesus is talking to the same person. You, you need to rewind the verse and read where Jesus says, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, or he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So are these two verses contradictory or are they complementary? You got, you believe, or do you, are you baptized? Are you born of water and spirit? So do you get to choose? Well, I like belief better. Oh, I like being born again of water and spirit better. So you pick and choose which one you want. Or does John 3.16 make John 3 and 8 not true? No, they're all true. <laughs> you, you need to believe. Whosoever believeth in it uh, should not perish. But at the same time, you need to be born again of the water and of the spirit. It is a totality. It is a wholeness. You eat the whole book. And some of the, some of the book, the Bible, uh, will taste good and be bitter to the belly. And some of the Bible will taste bitter to the taste and be good to the belly. It, it, it's, it's, it takes the whole thing. And so it's important for you to be able to grow in your understanding. We're all in the journey. No one has all the answers. I, I learned things from the scripture. I just, I just saw something in the scripture the other day that I had never really understood. So we need to be people of the book. This is a graphic, a dear brother, uh, those of you that know me, his name is Kevin Shindall. Uh, he and I have been friends since I was 14 and he was 13. And I am 53. So a long time. He's really getting old. He made this graphic. And this graphic says something to me. I don't know where his thought for people of the book come from, but this is my context for this. I went to a, a Jewish a synagogue here in the Jackson area a few years ago, me and a, a man that was my assistant pastor, Sullivan Jones. We went to Beth Israel here in Jackson, Mississippi, a synagogue. They were offering a free class for basically elementary uh, Hebrew. And uh, we went and they had a workbook. We bought the workbook and uh, there's probably 35 people there, 20, 35. It was kind of a, a moving number. And we went for a number of months and uh, one day, you know, we get to know each other, drink coffee and, you know, kind of build a personal relationship with the people. And the lady who taught the Hebrew class, I guess she's probably in her late 40s or 50s. She'd been a Jew her whole life. Her whole family's Jewish. Uh, they, they go to a synagogue 
And uh, most everyone in the room, with the exception of me and my friend, were Jewish people learning Hebrew. And we learn how to read the, the, the letters, learn how they sound, uh, and learn how to put those letters together to make words. And it's like kindergarten. And uh, one day we're sitting there talking and the lady is talking to the other Jews about what the rabbi had taught on the Sabbath about Abraham and Isaac. Now, if you know about the Jewish religion, the foundation of the Jewish religion is Abraham, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the, in that foundation, the promised son of Abraham was Isaac. So it's this very foundational idea of Judaism, Abraham and Isaac. And the most famous story of Abraham and Isaac is where Abraham sacrifices Isaac to the Lord. Uh, of course, the Lord uh, stops him and provides us uh, an alternative, the ram and the thicket. And it's great, beautiful, wonderful story. Uh, but the, he's, she's telling me this story and everybody else, the, the rabbi had said that the reason why Isaac did not resist his father is he was a special needs person. So he didn't have the ability to resist. And so I'm like, I, I, excuse me. So I, I asked, uh, you know, I was, it's a friendly conversation. This wasn't provocative or angry. I said, I said, have you ever read the story? And she said, what do you mean? I said, like, have you opened up your Torah and you've turned in the pages and have you read what actually happens in the story of Abraham and Isaac? And the lady uh, said, well, uh, I have to confess Though we call ourselves the people of the book, most of us have never read it. And I was like, well, and we went around the table and none of those there would, would say they had read. I don't know they had, but none of them said they had read the actual story of Abraham and Isaac, Jewish people that had never read the, the story and they call themselves people of the book, but they don't read the book. And I thought to myself, that is so much like Christians today. They say, I believe in the Bible. I believe the Bible is the word of God, but they don't know what it says because they haven't read it. And so they just believe what the preacher says. They believe what the church doctrine is. And they don't, they just take it in face value. I just believe my pastor and, you know, I, respect is good. But there's a lot of people that believe things because they've heard them, they've been taught them, but you couldn't find that in the Bible if you looked for it. You couldn't find it if you went to Google and typed in, where in the Bible does it say this? You know, one uh, common, you know, there's a, one of the most popular sayings in Christianity is God will not put on you more than you can bear. Have you heard that? Go see if you can find that in the Bible. It's not there. Most people would think that's a scripture. God will not put on you more than you can bear. It's not in the Bible, but everybody thinks it is. Why do they think it is? They heard it. But if they went and looked, the Bible doesn't teach that. Most of what, if you read the scripture, we find that most things we bear, God didn't put it on us. We put it on us. Our family put it on us. The economy put it on us. Uh, a foreign government put it on us. Our parents put it on us. God don't put things on us. God helps us, gives us strength, gives us grace. Uh, God gives us wisdom. But everything that you happens in your life, 
isn't because God looked at you and said, yeah, I think they need a cold this week. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to pop their tires this week. No, life. Man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. So God helps us in the midst of living life. He's our God. We can take our cares. But that's an example. A lot of people believe things that aren't in the Bible. And so it's important for us to determine, I want to be a person of the book. I want to be not just a Bible believer. I want to be a Bible knower. I want to know what the Bible says. Jesus said it. He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. And so my challenge to you today is determine, I'm going to eat the book. I'm going to read the book. I'm going to be in church often as I can because I want to be saved. I want my kids to have a knowledge of the word of God. I want to grow in God. So uh, be a person of the book. My, uh, the church that I pastor, Spring Ridge uh, Pentecostal Church here in the Jackson, Mississippi area. Uh, our goal this year is to read the Bible together. Every month we're going to give away uh, encouragement. Uh, you know, it might be a gift, might be a candy bar. Everyone that reads there, you know, like that candy bar, right? <laughs> maybe a muffin or a granola bar for those of you that may be more health, health conscious. Uh, we're we're going to encourage everyone to read the selected passages that we're picking out. We're not going to try to read the whole Bible, but we want people to read what we have selected multiple times so that they can kind of assimilate the knowledge of those books. And Rather than reading 66 books, I think we're reading 30. So we're still taking a significant chunk. And I encourage you, uh, find a, you know, I, I, I've done this for years. Uh, uh, probably my favorite Bible app is uh, is the version uh, of Bible. And you pick out a Bible plan and listen to it. Uh, almost every day I will find myself listening to different parts of it. And I encourage you, listen to the word, read the word, go to church and hear the word of God preached and taught. It will help you. It will benefit you. So uh, we started out tonight with this uh, how to understand the Bible. Uh, one of the greatest ways for us to understand the Bible is to read it. The verses you don't understand, read them more than once. And ask questions of people that are around you that may know more, just like the Ethiopian eunuch asked Philip, ask your pastor. Those that know me know I love a good Bible question. It's like a gift. If you give me a choice of uh, you, you, you give me a, 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 a gift certificate to Chick-fil-A or give me a good Bible question, I'm going to choose a good Bible question every time. I like Chick-fil-A. But I love a good Bible question. And so I would say to you, uh, find people that you can you can send a question to and they'll answer it. You know, I, I actually texted this person earlier today. Uh, there was a young lady that uh, started coming to our church a number of years ago, and she had never owned a Bible, never read a Bible. And she came to the church and she responded to the message that was preached. She got baptized. We immerse people like they did in the Bible, and we baptize them specifically in the name of in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And so she had experienced 
the truth of the Bible. She didn't know the Bible. So I gave her a Bible, and it was a nice Bible. I believe I gave it to her. She had a nice Bible. I was thinking I gave her one. Uh, and so every week I would go to a lady in our church that was related to this lady, and we had Bible study. I think it was Monday nights. And uh, she was reading the Bible. I think she read all the book of Genesis and part of Exodus in a week. And she had bought herself a dictionary so that every time she found a word in the Bible that she didn't understand, she'd look it up in the dictionary. And so she, she was serious and she read the Bible through. I mean, that fast. She was reading it when on her lunch break. She was reading it when she uh, uh, got home. I mean, she was she was eating the book and she she would have this list of questions when she was reading it and she'd ask me these questions and in my personal experiences i have three or four experiences like this in working with new believers and that had not had a bible and I, it's my favorite experience someone that doesn't know the bible when they buy a bible and they have questions i absolutely love if you live in the jackson area and that fits you if you want to interact with someone that loves good questions, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm raising my hand. Come be my guest. I will help you grow in the Lord. I will talk to you just like I'm talking right here. You can send me questions and I will answer them and it will make my day. In fact, I will enjoy your questions so much. I might give you a gift certificate to Chick-fil-A. So, uh, yes, how to understand your Bible. Uh, read it. Uh, meditate upon it, make it a daily practice, go to church when the doors are open, Sunday school, worship service, midweek service, uh, uh, ask your pastor some, uh, you know, maybe some YouTube uh, uh, links to listen to some good teaching and preaching. You got to be careful. There's a lot of false doctrine on uh, YouTube and, and Google is not a good theologian. So be careful. I would ask someone you trust because there's a lot of bad, a lot of bad doctrine and preaching on YouTube. So be that as it may, I, I pray that you're blessed. I, this is Christmas week. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm enjoying, I actually have some uh, hot chocolate I made for myself tonight as a was preparing for this Bible study. If you uh, have questions, there's an email there on the, on the screen, pastor at Spring Ridge Church. Uh, our church is uh, on Highway 18 and Spring Ridge Road. It's there on the corner. We have uh, 3453 Spring Ridge Road. And uh, this week, uh, we have a Christmas service Wednesday night at 730. Um, it's going to be very special. And then uh, our, our Christmas service will be on Christmas Eve, and it's online only. So we'll have it on our church page and, and uh, our YouTube channel. I encourage you, if you haven't liked our page or subscribed to our YouTube channel, I encourage you to go look up our page, and uh, you can follow us there. Amen. I, 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 we've had a very high view count all throughout this video. I hope you've been blessed by it. Share this video, share it with your friends, send it in messages, help us uh, spread the word. And it, beginning January, we will start understanding the Bible, a general overview from Genesis to Revelation. And uh, we'll be doing it every Monday night at six o'clock. If you can't watch it live at six, 
uh, it'll be there for you to watch later. So I'm done. God bless you. Have a have a Merry Christmas. And uh, we're looking forward to the wonderful work of God in 2023. And uh, if you live in the Jackson area, I would love for the Lord to bless us to be able to worship together, grow together. Uh, obviously, if you don't have a church home, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we don't, we've never been very good proselyters. We're not going to start now. Uh, but if you need a church home, you need a church family, you need a pastor, uh, come check us out. Spring Ridge Pentecostal Church, 3453 Spring Ridge Road. Go to our website, www.springridgechurch.com. And um, I think it'll bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye.